What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is the 15th of April, about halfway through the month. And on today's show, we're going to do a little NBA talk. Top 10 in our uh, most recent power rankings. There's been a lot of things happening over the last couple of weeks, injuries, and uh, you know, a couple of things to catch up on. So we will go over our NBA top 10 teams. And also, I want to take a look at a couple other websites and see where they have some of these teams. Because right now, obviously, Jazz, Clippers, Suns, you know, we know these teams are good, 76ers. But what about the next tier? What about the next level of teams? There are some different, or there are some disagreements uh, when you look website to website, source to source. So we'll kind of go through all of that on today's show. Special thanks to Better Edge, uh, best new place for everyone out there to start making your sports bets because they don't charge a VIG. VIG free betting online at betteredge.com. But we're doing a giveaway tomorrow. We've been doing it for about a week. The giveaway ends tomorrow. Here's how it works. Go on Twitter, follow Sharp Angle Pod, and then you've also got to follow Better Edge. Uh, honestly, if you just follow Sharp Angle Pod, the rules and instructions are right there on our pinned tweet, but the giveaway ends tomorrow. So what you got to do, go sign up today for betteredge.com and use promo code SHARP. That's SHARP with a P. That's going to get you 10 free dollars in your account, okay? Then enter the contest, and then tomorrow, we're giving away $100. So we always talk on this show about maximizing your, your uh, returns, maximizing your potential earnings. That's exactly how you do it here. Sign up today, get 10 free dollars, and have a chance to win $100 tomorrow for a total of 110 free bucks. What could be better? Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP. And most importantly, sign up today, final day, to sign up for a free $100. All right, let's get to it. Our NBA top 10 power rankings. And uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give my power rankings first, and then we're going to go look at a couple other websites and see where they have some of these teams. So let's just get right into it. Number 10, I have the LA Lakers. Obviously, a lot of injuries right now. LeBron's hurt. Anthony Davis is hurt. But you know what? You look around this roster, and without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, this would be a 500 basketball team, which is not the worst thing in the world, okay? The Lakers are not nearly as bad as a lot of people think without their two stars. And if you look at LeBron James' teams, other teams who he has won with in the playoffs, this team is much, much better. So... I honestly believe the Lakers should probably be prohibitive favorites right now, not only to win the West, but probably to win the NBA title. However, these rankings don't have to do with the future, how good teams can be, or their potential when they're fully healthy. What my rankings are, they take into account what's going on today. So as of April 15th, 8.33 a.m. Pacific time, Lakers, number 10 overall. Number nine, the Dallas Mavericks. And Dallas got off to a really shaky start to the season, okay? Couple new players coming in, couple injuries. But as things have moved on, as we've gotten into February and March and April, this is a very different team. And the Mavericks are good in a great in a great conference. So I love the, how they play. I love how they're shooting better and better. The three-point percentage, you notice it's skyrocketed the last six weeks. They're finally clicking on offense, and that's what we were waiting for for the Dallas Mavericks. So Mavericks number nine overall. Um, yeah, no surprise there. They're raising in our power rankings. They're playing better and better. Uh, Mavericks number nine. Number eight, the Denver Nuggets. And you know what? I'm from Denver. A lot of my friends may disagree with this, but Jamal Murray getting injured greatly impacts this team's chances to do anything this season. Now, I want to be clear. 
I thought it was Lakers or the Clippers coming out of the West. I didn't think Denver stood a chance even before the injury. Again, I'm from Denver. A lot of my my friends would argue with me to the death on that, but I firmly believe a healthy Nuggets team didn't have a chance against the Lakers or the Clippers in the playoffs, okay? So I just wanted to put that out there. It's not like it's now that Jamal's hurt. This team doesn't have a chance. I was not a Nuggets believer before the injury. But now after the injury, there's not a shot in hell the Nuggets can compete for the Western Conference title. And I know that's not what we're talking about. This isn't about who can win the West, who can win the East, but that's what the Nuggets' expectations have grown into this year and now kind of fallen back into. The Nuggets thought they had a chance to win the West. The Nuggets thought that this could have been the year. They made that trade for Aaron Gordon from the from the Magic. You know, the Nuggets were all in this year. But I believe that injury to Jamal Murray will bring this team down in so many different ways. And with the West being so good this year... I just don't see the the Nuggets, you know, finding that avenue they had before. So not only are their chances now in the postseason diminished, but they're a worse team overall. They were hovering around three, four, five for a couple weeks there in our ratings. They've fallen all the way to number eight. All right, number seven, the uh, Celtics, the Boston Celtics. And you know what? It's funny. If you ask the average fan out there, or you look at some standings, you look at some ratings, not a lot of people would have the Boston Celtics this high. And so I started asking questions. Actually, that's why I got into looking at some other sources, some other websites. Where do they have Boston? And Boston is higher rated on other websites and other sources than I even have them. And what this says to me is there's two different ways of looking at teams. What we've seen so far or the true potential of a given team. Now, Boston was hurt, had a bunch of new players, something happened to Brad Stevens, that's fine, that's a different story. But that's not what we're talking about. This team is ready to go, they're healthy, and they're playing better and better. And again, if you just look at stats, if you just look at their record, what they've done so far this year, you wouldn't think Boston's you know a top seven team. But it's our job to overlook those things, or overlook. It's our job to look past some of those things. It's our job to to identify important stats from non-important stats, predictive factors from non-predictive factors. And I'm telling you right now, Boston is a much better team than we've seen up to this point in the season. So number seven overall, the number three or number four team in in the East. I don't think that's overdoing it for the Boston Celtics. You guys might. I don't think it is. And some other very respected websites agree with me. Boston Celtics, number seven overall in our power rankings. Number six, the Milwaukee Brew, or uh, <laughs> been a lot of baseball talk lately. The Milwaukee Bucks. It started with a B anyway. Uh, what can you say about the Bucks? You know, they're they're hovering right there at six. I would say they haven't quite met their potential so far this season, but maybe Giannis and company have learned a lesson because the last couple of years, Milwaukee's gone into the playoffs dead tired. They've put everything out there in the regular season, and then they've fallen in the playoffs. Maybe things are different this year. Maybe Milwaukee understands they don't need to kill themselves to get a playoff spot. There's not that many great teams in the East. So Milwaukee, so far, based on what we've seen, what we expect, right there, number six. I don't think that's that's too high for Milwaukee, and certainly don't think it's too low. I think it's good number, a good rating, number six for Milwaukee. All right, uh, number five, the L.A. Clippers. L.A. is actually, the Clippers are one of the hottest teams right now in the NBA. They've been playing very well the last couple of weeks, and I think it's due to Paul George changing his attitude. You know, a lot of it has to do with, look, if you look around the locker room and in such a, a sport with very few players, personalities matter. Now, obviously, personalities matter in every sport, but it's really important in the NBA. 
And I've seen this weird change from Paul George. Last couple of weeks, you know, he's had that toe injury, but he's coming back. He's playing better and better. But it seems like the way he's interacting with the team has a great impact. Now, it's not all just Paul George's attitude, right? It's not like they just flip on a dime. But I really think that what happens in the locker room, especially in the NBA, matters. And you see it, you know, kind of come over into the floor. So... Clippers, one of the hottest teams. I think their stars are stepping up and playing very good basketball and they're leading. And and they're relying on those guys to lead in these in these times and you know, and those downtimes during the season. The LA Clippers, very talented team. It's all coming together and clicking uh for the for the uh the Clippers. And keep in mind, Ty Lu is one of the best players coaches in the NBA, and you're seeing that play out as well. Clippers, number five. All right, number four, we're going to go to New Jersey, the New Jersey Nets. And you know what? The Nets were number one and two for a long time in my ratings, but this defense that we're seeing them play, or lack thereof, is not only bad, it's historically unprecedented. We've never, in the history of the NBA, seen a team this poor poor defensively make an NBA Finals, okay? So every team it's different. You know, when you talk about the Celtics or the Nuggets or the Mets, every team has their own goals, has their own ceiling, has the, an idea of where they should be. And the Nets certainly put themselves in the in the conversation of title or bust. But again, we haven't seen a team this defensively bad in the history of the sport. So what does that mean? Are the Nets going to make the finals and show everyone that you can win with a lot of offense? I don't think that's the case because what we've seen in the NBA before, teams who do very well offensively in the in the regular season, it doesn't translate well to the playoffs. Playoffs are, are different in every single sport. And in, in basketball, more physical, less fouls. And when you play on a team with Kyrie Irving and, and James Harden, two players who rely on getting to the free throw line to make their numbers, to get in rhythm, that goes out the window. You know, I've always said this, James Harden's lack of success in the playoffs isn't because he's always played on the worst team or, you know, on teams that are great in the regular season. It's because James Harden's style of play requires the whistle to be blown. And in the playoffs, where referees habitually swallow the whistle, allow players to play, that is why James Harden has next success. So now you look at a team with James Harden, and, and Kyrie Irving, two players who who thrive and rely on that. You know, I don't want to hear a word either about Kyrie. What about with LeBron? That was LeBron James. It was not Kyrie. Did Kyrie hit a couple big shots at the end of some games? Fine. That was LeBron James' team. So now, you know, Kevin Durant, if he comes back and is healthy, it's going to be on his shoulders to make this to make things happen in the playoffs. So I don't want to make this a Nets podcast, but I just don't think that this team is built to win long term in the playoffs. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see if that changes. But right now, their lack of defense is alarming. Nets, number four overall. All right, number three is the Philadelphia 76ers. And uh, yeah, you guys may argue that I have Philly above the Nets. It is only one spot. But the 76ers have had a really interesting season. You know, uh, Joel Embiid is probably in the discussion for the MVP if he didn't get hurt the first part of the season. And I have major question marks if he can get, you know, can stay healthy for the rest of the year. But, need, you know, regardless of all that, Philadelphia is a very, very good team. And when Joel Embiid plays, this, they go from good to great. There's not a player who has a bigger impact on their team aside from LeBron James in the NBA from when they play to when they leave. You know, when, when Joel Embiid plays, Philadelphia, as you can see in these rankings, uh, one of the best teams in the league, certainly I think the best team right now in the East, most complete team. Okay, 
when he doesn't play, they drop down to a good team, you know, probably around 7, 8, 9 in my power rankings. So Joel Embiid matters. How he plays matters. Right now, Philadelphia, number three overall, not too high in my ratings. All right, the top two teams, both are coming from the Western Conference. Shouldn't be a huge surprise. The West is loaded this year. Some very good teams at the top. But I am surprised at the two teams I have at the top. You know, if you would have asked me before the, before the season started where the Suns and the Jazz would be, yeah, they'd be up there, but one and two, I never thought that would be the case. Number two overall, I have the the Phoenix Suns, and things are just coming together. I mean, there's just not that much to hate about this team, and as a matter of fact, I'm kicking myself right now for not getting on the futures market a little bit more, because we talked before the season started about how good we thought the Suns would be, but you know what? If you don't put your money where your mouth is, who gives a shit? No one cares how much you liked any given team unless you have the tickets to back it up. And I'm kicking myself right now because we came on here. We talked about Phoenix, how good Chris Paul would be, not just the addition of Chris Paul, but how good everyone around him is getting. Young talent getting better and then adding veteran pieces has proven to be a very successful model in the NBA. Phoenix this year, I don't see anyone arguing with this. Number two overall, they're the surprise team in the NBA, and they're playing great basketball. All right, number one is the Utah Jazz. And I can't, like I said, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Utah right now is, I think, the best team in the NBA. And it's not just the altitude, okay? Again, I'm from Denver. I understand the the advantage that the Nuggets and Utah Jazz have when playing at home, but it's not just at home. The Jazz have been great wherever they've gone. And I didn't know how it would go this year. Remember last year where Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, they got into it. Rudy Gobert's like coughing on everything when COVID was just coming out. What a moron, you know? What an idiot. But either way, I had question marks about the chemistry this year. Were they going to be able to bring it together and play? That's all out the window. I think they've answered those questions and they look great. They play great defense. They're efficient on offense. And right now, they probably the team to beat in the West. Now, that will change because the Clippers, they're going to turn it on come the end of the year, and they have a very good roster. The Lakers, we know how good they can be. As I said earlier in the show, I think the Lakers right now should be not only favorites in the West, but overwhelming favorites in the West. But right now, as of April 15th, the Utah Jazz are the best team in the NBA, according to my rankings. All right, let's go online. Look at a couple other online ranking sources and see where they have these teams, okay? The two other sources that I give a lot of credit to, 538.com, and then actually, I think basketballreference.com does a pretty good job as well. Let's start off with 538, okay? 538.com, a website created by Nate Silver, great at predictions, forecasting. Uh, If you haven't read, read Nate Silver's book, The Signal and the Noise, all about predictions, is very good. So I like Nate Silver. I trust what he does. And right now, his power rankings go like this. I'm going to read them one through 10. Um, Yeah, let's just do that. Number one, the Utah Jazz. Number two, the Phoenix Suns. Number three, the Philadelphia 76ers. The exact same top three that I had. Now things get a little off with 538. Number four, they have the Denver Nuggets. Number five, the Boston Celtics. Number six, the LA Clippers, number seven, Dallas Mavericks, number eight, the New Jersey Nets, number nine, the Milwaukee Bucks, and number 10, the Portland Trailblazers. So certainly some major differences there. I've got Milwaukee higher. I don't have Portland in my top 10, and I've got the Nets number four. This has the Nets number eight, okay? This has the Mavericks, Clippers, and the Celtics ahead of the Nets on here. This is 538 rankings to check out the uh, their website, 
it's not the numbers 538. It's you have to spell out 538.com. But just to give you guys an idea of where they have some of those teams, some disagreements. But the one team I wanted to focus on was the Clip or the uh, Celtics, okay? Because as I said when I was doing my rankings, I believe a lot of people listening would have the Celtics lower than I had them at number seven. And for a website like 538, a very respected website, to have the Celtics number five overall, that's what I wanted to point out. That yes, their record doesn't say doesn't say they're that great so far. But when you get my power rankings, 538's power rankings agreeing that they're probably better than their record, I would take notice of that. So Celtics number seven on my list, number five on 538. All right, and then basketballreference.com. They have this rating called SRS. It's called the Simple Rating System. What it does is it takes into account average point differential and strength of schedule. So when you just look at average point differential and strength of schedule combined, here are the basketball reference SRS rankings. And I'm going to do the same thing where I just go one through 10. Number one, the Utah Jazz. Number two, the LA Clippers. Number three, the Phoenix Suns. Number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. Number five, the 76ers. Number six, the Denver Nuggets. Number seven, the New Jersey Nets. Number, oh, have I been saying New Jersey? I meant Brooklyn, okay? I think this whole podcast I've been saying New Jersey. Forgive me. It's the Brooklyn Nets. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> seven, the Brooklyn Nets. Eight, the LA Lakers. And number nine, the uh, Boston Celtics. Number 10, the, the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, okay? Look at this rating. Boston Celtics, number nine here, but I don't trust this rating as much because it's much more elementary. Keep in mind, the, the ratings we just read, the SRS, once again, that's average point differential and strength of schedule. All those are stats looking in the past, and, and that is important. It's important to see how much you're beating teams by, how hard your schedule is. I get all of that. Okay, so these, these ratings aren't to be ignored, which is why I read them, wanted to get them out there, but I think that's a flaw. When you're looking at rating teams or potentially, when you're, when you're getting everything together and you're forecasting how good will a team be, it's not enough just to say how good have they been. Past performance is not always indicative of future success. So for a team like Boston, all over the place right now in these rankings, I would trust my ratings, 538, they're a little higher than average. And look, the New Jersey Nets, most people have them out there around number one, number two. That is not the case because their defense has been so bad. We've never seen a team with this bad defense before. Can they get out of that rut they're in right now? Not so sure. So today was important. Current rankings where teams are, but it's also important to know, don't overreact for some teams, you know, be it good or bad. You know, for the Celtics, they're probably not as bad as they've shown so far. For the Nets, probably not as good as they've shown so far. So, all right, thanks for listening so much. Good luck, whatever you guys have going on today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle Podcast.